I think we all make the world a better place kind of one person at a time. I'm not prescribing a long walk for every American saying that's going to solve all problems, but if a lot more people went out, looked at other people, got outside of their own little box or their own little tribe or their own little tight community and and stretch their own sense of belonging and where they feel that they belong, even if it's not their home ground, uh, the better off I think everybody would be. In this episode of the RVA Running Man podcast, I speak with Neil King Jr., a former journalist for the Wall Street Journal and author of the book American Ramble, A Walk of Memory and Renewal. American Ramble is a memoir of Neil's 330-mile walk from Washington, D.C. to New York City in the spring of 2021. In the podcast, we discuss what Neil experienced on his journey, what influenced the idea, and how doing it during a time when the country was dealing with the COVID pandemic and political polarization helped influence his journey. Um, I would like to welcome Neil Neil King Jr. Um, to the podcast, former Wall Street Journal reporter of 20 years, the founder and editor of website Gotham Canoe, which is an online journal website dedicated to the life outdoors, and the author of American Ramble, A Walk of Memory and Renewal. Um, the book is a memoir of your 330-mile walk from Washington, D.C. to New York City. The journey took you 26 days to complete uh, Neil, welcome to the podcast. Hey, I appreciate it, Devin. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Um, when I first saw your story, uh, it took me back to a couple of years ago uh, during the COVID pandemic, and it uh, put it embodied me into the, the the spirit that I was in at that moment. Um, and I thought to myself, "Wow, I would would have loved to." be a companion with you on your trip <laughs> from Washington, D.C. to um, New York City. So I thought it was amazing. And again, um, you know, I was exposed to your story by reading your um, USA Today article, which was oh, great. awesome, awesome article that you wrote there. And I guess the first the first question I have for you, since this was kind of in the heat of the pandemic, how difficult was it for you to, you know, A, plan plan your 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 um, walk and um, B, do it. Yeah, you know, what was interesting, Devin, is that I um, I was originally going to walk out my door. I think the date was the 26th of March, 2020. Okay. And, uh, and then some things started to go all awry in, in March of 2020 and everybody's lives got upended. Mm-hmm. So I watched, of course, all that go flying out the window. Literally people, you know, Airbnb people and others down the road that I had planned to where I was going to stay and people I was going to meet with saying, no, thank you. So I had to put the whole thing off for a year. And, you know, that was a crazy, wild, uh, unfortunate year for so many of us. Um, I then walked out my door almost exactly a year later. Um, I had had my vaccines. We kind of forget maybe a little bit that that was that glorious brief spring when we thought we were coming out of COVID. Um, And the numbers were plunging and everything was reopening and people were dropping their masks. And so I walked out into a world where very few people were really on the move yet. They weren't even traveling that much. The airports were still pretty empty. But, you know, uh, the Airbnb folks were welcoming me. They actually, uh, like the first night I stayed in an inn about 24 miles from my house, up Rock Creek, uh, going directly north from D.C. Mm-hmm. That couple that ran that B&B kind of place 
I don't think they'd had a guest for months, you know, like I was the first one that arrived at their door. So wow. it was a magical, a great time to head out. It was the start of the spring. We thought the COVID was over. It wasn't. We hadn't had Delta. We hadn't had Omicron. Mm-hmm. But it was it was a great moment to uh, to head out on a big walk like that. I guess in a way, COVID helped when it came to your lodging. Um, is that where you're getting at far as with the Airbnb? Where is that where you mainly stayed as you were going along well, your trip? Know, I, yeah, I had made the decision that I wasn't going to like be carrying a sleeping bag or a tent, and I wasn't going to mm-hmm. be camping at the Wizard thing. And so. You don't actually have like a lot of choices. I mean, you're you're a runner, so you know that a running pace is eight, nine, ten miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you know it could be faster if you're going fast, but um, a walker's pace is like three miles an hour. Mm-hmm. You're um, you know, so you got to pick the right places, and you don't really have the luxury to go five miles over that way to find a motel because that's a you know an hour and a half or two hours. Right. So I had to be very specific about figuring out my route, and for the most part, before I left. I knew where I was going to stay with a few exceptions um, just because I kind of had to. Um, and I also wanted for the sake of the book and the, for the sake of the the walk being interesting to meet a whole variety of people along the way mm-hmm. um, to not leave everything up to chance. So that also required, you know, that element of planning um, and, you know, some certainty about where I was going to stay the night. So where did the did the idea of the book come prior to your run, or is this something that you thought of as you were were um, doing your I said run walk as you were doing um, you know going on your journey? Where when did you have the idea of? Yeah, that's book? a good question. You know, I it, it started years and years before where I just had this crazy idea fell into my head. Like God, what if I walked out my door? I live right by the U.S. Capitol, mm-hmm. nine blocks east of it and just made my way up as a pedestrian to New York City, That what would that be like? It's the most crowded part of the country, you know, I-95, Jersey Turnpike, all that stuff. And, you know, the idea just kind of festered over time, and I became increasingly fascinated in how did the old timers move, you know, before trains and all that. And then um, I, uh, I decided finally that I was going to do it. And then the more I looked at it, the more I read about it, the more I thought about the route in between the history to be told, going back to the earliest days of America, right? the Civil War, the Revolutionary War, the, you know, the Underground Railroad, the, all the various things mm-hmm. that one can take a look at. I was like, dang, there's a story to be told here and there's a book in this. And I, you know, I kind of called it the one of the founding swaths of America or like the one of, you know, kind of our original heartland. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you live down in Richmond, that's certainly original heartland mm-hmm. area too. So, um, you know, all those things then uh, made me think, wow, okay, there's some, there's some real richness in all this. I'm going to look at it as a, not just a walk, but as a walk to then try to book, get a book out of. Now, I know a few years before you run, you got some, some bad news um, health wise. Right. Um, how difficult, number one, was it dealing with that? Um uh, and recovering from that is this is was your health news or your health scare part of what inspired you to take the journey that you went on from DC to New York City? Yeah, it did actually. I mean, I had a bad uh, cancer diagnosis in 2017, and it was one of those things. You know, you get home and you kind of try to resist the whole Google uh, temptation, but yeah. you know, pretty soon you're wallowing around in the Google world, and then you're like, dang, you know, according to this stuff, I got like. Um, what was it like 13% chance of being around in five years right. kind of thing. And I was like, Ooh, wow. I might like miss, you know, whole decades of my life that I've been kind of counting on. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when I 
beat it back. It took basically four years, you know, not like I was laying in a hospital bed. I was doing all kinds of stuff, but I was still fighting the fight. And um, then I had a bit of a relapse and that kind of like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, you know, it just made things more urgent for me. It also kind of just clarified my vision on a lot of things. Um, it actually had the incredible a gift to me of just making the world a more beautiful place and right. you know uh and i just my appreciation for what it is we have around us just sort of went sky high and so i walked out the door in a way with that kind of added element of um you know appreciation for for what the world held and right. desire to go out and take a close slow look at it um right. You know, so I kind of say that it was my illness and then getting over it. And then it was sort of the national illness and getting out of it. The two of them combined my experience, the COVID experience. You know, to be honest, and now I talk about this a lot, that if I'd walked out my door when I thought I was going to originally, everything that happened in between, not just COVID, the death of George Floyd, the protests, mm-hmm. the riots in some places, the whole, you were in witness to the whole huge debate in Richmond, do these yeah. statues deserve to be here? Should we tear these statues down? And it was just this incredible period, really uh, one of the most amazing stretches in recent American history where we're looking at our history new, we're thinking of why is there a Robert E. Lee statue in the, in the middle yeah. of the town? And we're like, no, let's move on. And you know, it made my walk so much more interesting because I just walked into a different country in a lot of ways with all this, all these issues on the table in a public way that hadn't really been there before. Mm-hmm. Well, been there, but not as publicly. And uh, so I wanted to also go out and think about like, okay, who else should we be honoring that we're not even thinking about at all, right? right. And those are the interesting people. Uh, anyway, that's that's not what you asked about, but um, so so yeah. No, no, that was great. Um, in, in, I guess, going on to or mentioning how we were in a pivotal point in our nation's history during the time that you uh, went on your journey, went on your walk. Um, I know in the article that you wrote, you alluded to your, um, you know, faith in America um, being strengthened in, in um, during your your walk and the people, the people that you've met, the people that you spoke with. How so? How did your journey cause you to, or give you, I guess, a renewed faith in um, in this country or in the people in this country? You know, it's a difficult question to answer in a lot of ways because we're all, I think, a bit beaten down by legitimate news of a lot of stuff that's going on, like as we speak, that is disturbing. And, and I think there's good reason to be worried about where at least a portion of the country is heading Mm. and whether it's going to drag us down in ways that we'll all regret, even if we're not really a part of that action at all or oppose it. And, you know, so there's that. And then there's the go out into the world, walk a stretch of it, base your understanding of what things are on those set of facts that you're encountering day to day. Um, And at least for that time, put the other stuff out of mind that, you know, can also be, somewhat abstract and some media outlets can like make it the world all about that and just base my understanding of the world for at least a month on just the stuff I'm seeing. And in that case, you know, man, I met a lot of people that were generous to me. Um, It wasn't like anybody was offering to put me up in their house. You know, we we Americans don't do that anymore. (laughs) But, you know, there, there was all kinds of acts of kindness and, you know, an element of trust and, and giving me that sense that I, 
belonged in some, you know, in their driveway or in some place I walked into their barn or whatever. Um, so that was that was uplifting for me. And, you know, right. but can I then extrapolate and say, therefore, everybody, we're fine. No reason to worry. No. I mean, yeah. I am who I am. I'm one person. I, you know, people, I probably um, provoke less, you know, apprehension when they see me walking down the street than they would other, other people might feel. So, you know, yeah. I, I hesitate a little bit to make some sweeping judgment about the state of America based on a month long walk. But what I do argue is that there is another world out there that is filled with a lot more goodness than people might think if you're sitting on at home watching TV or looking through the newspapers online or whatever and going, holy shit, it's terrible out there, you know? Right. Um, so I, I find, and I'm sure when you go running and when you're in, when you're in races and stuff, you, you see very much what I'm talking about. Right. I certainly hope yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, going into your actual your, your actual walk, what difficulties did you run into out on the road while you were in the midst of uh, you know walk walking your three hundred thirty miles? You know, not like tons. I mean, for one, this is you know I was never expecting or wanting anybody to necessarily be impressed by this as an athletic feat. I've also mm-hmm. run what six marathons. I think that's what you've done. I've, I've run the Richmond half marathon. Down there, but I've done two, you know, just a couple in DC and so on and so forth. But um, you know, that's those things are hard. You're you're gasping for the last five, six miles. Um, this was, you know, I did some days that were similar in mileage to a marathon, but you know, I had the whole day to do it, and you know, and you but the the fascinating thing about walk long walks like this and people who do the Appalachian Trail or other really, really long walks will tell you the same thing that you can do all the training that you do and you want to do some, you know, a lot of training, but still the actual training is the doing and, you know, you get stronger as you go. So the first three or four days where I really laid out some fairly um, hefty mileage per day, um, we're kind of, you know, I would like fill up the tub at the the place I was staying and like uh, soak in it. But, um, but after a while you just get more fit and, and, and the days get easier. Um, You know, I didn't have, I had some kind of stupid people that were like a little unpleasant, mm-hmm. but I didn't have any outright disagreeable moments where I felt threatened or anything. I was mainly walking along roadsides. I, I, this was mainly a go out and meet people, see right. towns and, and neighborhoods. This was not like a nature walk kind of thing. If I wanted to do that, I would have probably done the Appalachian Trail or something, you know, right. this is a people walk. So, yeah, um, I mean, I was, but, now, speaking of the people, who was the most memorable uh, individuals that you met along your journey during during your uh, during your walk? Uh, you know, it was I. Uh, there were so many people that just just cropped up and had amazing things to say, and um, a lot of the people that have read the book, uh, it's really funny how much they they single out this one guy who, who I only happen to know his first name. Hmm. I went back to his house after the walk by car a month later to try to track down more information on him, but his name is Ted. And Ted um, was his guy just out at the end of his drive, getting his trash can um, in this, you know, like predominantly black neighborhood in this in the kind of out in the countryside, northwest of Baltimore. And he's out there and he sees me walk along and I say hi to him and he asks me what I'm doing. And I said, oh, I come from Washington and live near the U.S. Capitol. Mm-hmm. I'm walking up to New York City on this walk just to kind of get a sense of America and what's happening. 
And he asked me a couple of questions and then he just like launches into this sermon that was so fantastic. It was like, look, this is how I see it. You've gone out to retune yourself and the country's been out of harmony and, and you're kind of trying to hit the tuning fork and to get yourself into tune. And by doing that, you're gonna help resituate the country. And I see this walk of yours as a holy walk and all that stuff. And I'm like, Ted, man, so back off, you know? Uh, you're putting a lot of weight on my shoulder talking this is calling call this a holy walk, but a Ted was at the end when people say, if you could go back out and walk for some length of time with one person you met, who would it be? And I almost always say it would be Ted because he was just a he was just a really interesting character. But you know, I at one point oh, my phone ran out of batteries and I needed to find some directions to where I was going. And I met this strange, kind of long bearded. I don't know, like Mennonite auctioneer guy in his barn. And he was kind of a funky character with some kind of wild, you know, old time political beliefs about abortion and stuff like that. And, you know, he got kind of on that. But, you know, in the end, he was a really interesting character. He had this obsession with old classic tractors that he told me all about. And mm -hmm. he was he auctioned off everything on the face of the earth. And, and you know, I, I came to like this guy, Ken Keeney, his name was, even though you know, we weren't politically in the same space, but mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's was a lesson from the whole walk that you meet people, you might not necessarily have tons in common, um, you know, uh, in a Facebook kind of Twitter way, but once you're actually talking to them face to face and seeing their world and what, and the other things that interest them, you find something that's, that's fun, funny, fun, charming, whatever about them. Not always, okay. but hopefully most of the time. All right. What did uh, what did your family, what did your family and your friends feel about um, your journey and uh, because obviously you you did I'm sure you, you spoke with your wife and your your friends and your your brother and um, what 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 did they feel about um, your trip? You know, it was the kind of thing where at the beginning, like you know, a couple of years before, when I would say, you know, I've been thinking about walking in New York, people would be like, what? You know, it just kind of. It didn't right over like right off the bat make sense to a lot of people because it's like if you want to do a long walk, why would you walk up through this what they consider to be like ugly congested, you know, walking through Baltimore, walking through Philly, I don't know. And but uh, as it developed and as I came to see it for what it was, uh, most people kind of came around to it and were really excited about it. And and if you've read some of the book, you'll know that there were times that I had friends meet me and chunks of it and walk with me. And if we had known each other, it would have been really cool to have you come along for a stretch of it. You know, people came with it, brought their own knowledge with them about the stretch we were going to walk. I'm talking about like a half day. I had nobody ever walked with me more than four or five hours, which is fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wanted to be on my own because when you're on your own is when you have some encounters with people that you wouldn't have if you're with someone else. Um, so, you know, I, they, and then, you know, I was doing these daily emails to a whole huge group of people like 250 people or so as i went and people were just like completely immersed in that because you know not everybody was out and about very few people were and and because mm -hmm. of the whole covid shadow thing it was like a huge adventure that i was on and everybody wanted to know more about it as i went so that was kind of cool okay and this is an excerpt um in your book if you don't mind um me reading oh. um that I wanted to kind of bring up uh, in the very beginning, you have 
I kissed my wife and I want to make sure I'm pronouncing the name right. Shayla, is that correct? No, Shayla. Okay. Yeah. I kissed my wife, Shayla, said goodbye to my brother, Jeff, scratched my, my Airedale behind the ear and turned north. I was off to talk to America, to listen to her, to examine her, to wonder over her at what we all hoped was the end of the roughest patches in our history. After taking this journey, what do you think America said back to you? Uh, you know, uh, we've been through a lot for the whole beginning, you know, since the beginning of time and certainly the beginning of our more modern history, uh, the COVID thing. And I'm, and when I say COVID, I mean the whole of it, the, you know, the George Floyd stuff, the bizarre disputed election, the January 6th, all that stuff has been, you know, an ongoing test to the whole population. And, you know, it, we have a resilience about us, a way, and I hope it'll stay this way, of it may take time, but figuring things out. Um, there is, I still think, a genuine baseline goodness that's out there, um, despite the fact that there's some people that clearly aren't in that camp. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, part of the walk was really an act of trust to just put yourself out there and, and see if people are going to respond and not not be unpleasant and um you know so i say at the end of the book i'm not you know I, thousands tens of thousands of people drove by me in their cars at 60 miles an hour or whatever i don't know much about them i met the people i met i saw the things i saw based on those i i was kind of a glow in a lot of ways for my for weeks and weeks after that um you know part of it though is i think because you know if you go out running, once you get past the seven, eight mile mark or something, your mind, your mind starts to find another place. Your spirit finds another place. You have thoughts you wouldn't have had if you if you hadn't been out doing that run. And the whole walk was like that for me, where I just had that kind of sort of the equivalent of like the runner's high. And, um, you know, even putting aside kind of the political stuff or talking to people, just my own sort of spiritual sense uh, was just really kind of thrown wide open in part just because I was out walking and looking and thinking for, you know, all that stretch of time. And, um, you know, that really heightened my faith in the fact that this is this avenue that's available to any of us to yeah. go out almost this sort of therapeutic thing that you can do for yourself um, that just resets your your view of the world and of your of your own I don't know, your own spirit. So, you know, that, that too, you know, I think we all make the world a better place kind of one person at a time, particularly starting with ourselves. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, I'm not prescribing a long walk for every American saying that's going to solve all problems. But if a lot more people went out, looked at other people, got outside of their own little box or their own little tribe or their own little tight community and and stretch their own sense of belonging and where they feel that they belong, even if it's not their home ground, uh, the better off I think everybody would be. What did you learn about yourself after after this walk? What was the 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 one thing that you feel that um, <clears throat> after this journey you added um, to yourself? Uh, you know, we are extremely distracted people these days. We have these devices that we all carry in our hands, you know, and they contain the entire world. But then again, they don't. And um, 
you know, there is such a value and attentiveness and simplicity. And what made this walk uh, so amazing for me personally and what kind of created these moments of, of joy um, that were certainly more numerous and more pronounced than I would have in the normal rounds of my life was just the fact that I had stripped things down to a very simple level and was just out uh, every day, just wanting to pay attention, not to earbuds, not to other people talking in my ear, not to music. I just wanted to go out and see the world and think about things and walk. And, and you know, that, uh, again, I think that is probably going to be a magical formula to most of us, that we live lives that are just too cluttered, mm. <laughs> too looking this way, looking that way, paying attention to all these things far away. And we kind of um, have lost sight of the immediate stuff. And, you know, I've seen a few springs. I've been around for uh, more than a few years, and I'd never seen a spring as closely as that. I was like, wow, I've never, I, I actually never took the time to watch a spring, you know, right. <laughs> like what it really is like, like tree by tree, mile by mile. Right. So um, I guess that's a roundabout way of just saying, I realize that there are all these reservoirs of joy inside all of us that we don't really tap all that well um and doing a walk like this or even doing a lot of running like like i know you're big on it taps that joy you know right okay well uh neil your journey um that you took 330 miles in 26 days it was um from my, my perspective very inspiring and um you know do you have anything uh new or anything uh um close to this that you're you're planning in the future yeah you know I'm, I'm trying to do some or i am doing a lot of thought on the next book i want to do and it's, it's not necessarily going to be a walk out my door do a long walk book but i do want to do something built around a lot of um kind of explorations into i don't know 12 to 14 different parts of america mm -hmm. um and i'm still trying to piece out some things about how that might come together and so that's definitely going to be based on some stretches of walking um because i just think there's a lot of value in doing both the reading and the kind of scholarship stuff and trying to tell some of our history and stuff with the uh, uh up close immediate looking at things and doing it slowly um right. and uh, so i've got some some stuff i'm going to be doing at the end of the year along those lines well neil um, neil king jr author of american ramble a, a walk of memory and renewal thank you for joining the podcast and keep walking keep running and keep us posted uh same back to you Devin. it's a real pleasure to talk and i'm glad i had the chance to do it thanks again to neil king jr for being a part of this episode if you'd like to learn more about neil's journey please visit his website at neilkingjr.com if you like this content you just heard please subscribe to my podcast and my youtube channel um, you can find me on youtube by searching at rva running man you should be able to find me pretty easily or you can follow me at my website which is www.rvarunningman.com until next time, please be safe on the roads and trails, runners. I'll talk to you later. Peace.